do is like embarrass them and put up some kind of picture of them when they were, you know, uh, babies. Oh, whoops. Oh, so, yeah. So I would never want to do that and embarrass them, but aren't they cute, though? They're so cute. So, I don't know what happened, but uh, no. Nah. No, nah, I love my kids. I'm, I'm like really, honestly, I'm proud to be called Josh's dad. I'm proud to be called Jade's dad, and I'm honored to be here tonight. So that's who I am, and then what, but what I do is I'm a worship leader. Uh, that's, I've been doing this leading worship and uh, uh, through music and leading, leading uh, churches through, uh, in praise and worship to God through song for almost 20 years, 20 years. So what that means is I'm getting up there. That's what that means. I'm getting up there. Um, so I, that also means I'm a child of the 80s, child of the 90s. Um, a lot of good stuff happened back then. Uh, you know, I would say when I was in high school, actually I do have a picture of when I was in high school. You guys want to see this? This is my first car. That's a uh, 1973 Pontiac Le Mans. This is in Florida, where I lived at the time, and uh, it was rusted at the bottom, and it had no air conditioning, and it had no radio, so it was silent, and it was hot, and uh, so that was my first car. Um, but yeah, I, I can think back to that time, and you, you, you think about what uh, the, the people I looked up to, you know, like the... So a lot of it was athletes, you know, so like uh, Michael Jordan was big, you know, and he, he and obviously he's the greatest of all time in basketball. I'm glad to be able to settle that debate tonight. But, um, but uh, yeah, and then there was another guy that I idolized. And I don't know if some of you may know who this is, but I'll go ahead and put that. Everybody know who that is? Who, who is it? Who is it? Zach Morris. And that he is that is from the show Saved by the Bell. How many has watched the Saved by the Bell? I'm just curious. Okay. Well, I know the older guys, but I'm just curious. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So yeah, Saved by the Bell. That was the big thing. Zach Morris. Yeah. That that was like uh, I always thought he was really cool. Believe it or not, looking at that picture, but he 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 was uh, you know somebody I would say that I kind of was like yeah, I kind of like to be like Zach. You know, he's pretty cool. Those people that we, that we uh, look up to and idolize, those are people that we like, want to copy and emulate. Those are, those are the kind of people, those, those idols. That, but tonight I want to talk about <clears throat> idols that we actually worship. And that can be a, quite a bit different at times, you know. Idols that we uh, worship. Um, you're in this series called Back to the basics. Did I get that right? Back to the basics? Somebody please tell me to say yes. Okay, back to the basics. The, the first week you talked about the gospel. Second week you talked about church. Tonight, um, I'm talking, talking about worship. And I think because I'm the worship arts director, they're like, hey, get Gary, come on and you can, you can talk about that. But we're going to talk about worship. Uh, how, how many would, just by raising your hand, say I'm a worshiper? For sure. Boom. Just raise your hand. Who would say you're a worshiper? Now that's actually a trick question. That because we're all worshipers. You realize that? Like, we, we worship all the time, 24-7. We are always worshiping. The question is not whether we're worshiping, it's, whether it's, it's who or, or what are we worshiping. And that's where really this idea of 
idolatry comes into play. We're going to be talking about it tonight. Uh, worship uh, it comes from the old English word called worthship. Worthship. So it's, worship is, is whatever we place value to or, or, uh, or we show worth to. That's a good way to remember uh, the word worship. So if we, if we value or show worth to things, to other things other than God or more than God, what we call that is idolatry. These are the idols that we worship. And there's a, a definition on the screen that says, idolatry is extreme admiration, love, or reverence for something or someone. And then I added the last part, other than God. Other than God. So we want to remember that. And to understand worship, to understand worship, we've got to understand our idols. So I want to take you to uh, Psalm 115. This is a great passage about idols. Um, in verse 2 through 8, it says this, Why should the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols, but their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but they don't, they don't speak. They have eyes, but they don't see. They have ears, but do not hear. Noses, but they don't smell. They have hands, but they don't feel. They have feet, they don't walk. And they, they do not make a sound in their throat. And here's the, here's the big verse here in verse 8. It said, and those who make them, they become like them. And so do all who trust in them. When you read a passage like that, and really the only thing we can figure out when we read something like that is simply that idols, the things that we show worth to, the things that we worship other than God, are kind of useless. They're kind of powerless. They don't really do anything. It's like, like the passage said. I mean, they got, you know, they got mouths, but they don't even speak. They got hands, but they don't, they don't feel. They got feet, but they can't even walk. So, when it comes to idols, we know that they're useless, we know they're powerless, and basically what I want you to remember is that they're lesser things. They're lesser. They're lesser things. Uh, but here's the, here's the deal. We give these idols power in our life only when we worship them. When we put them before God, when we worship them instead of God, so the takeaway tonight, and this, I think this might be on your, yeah, this is going to be on the screen. We're going to worship God or lesser things. It's, it all kind of comes down to this one phrase, and I hope you remember this tonight when you walk away, is that we're going to worship God or lesser things. We always are worshiping. That's not the question, but it's what or whom are we worshiping. We're going to worship God or we're going to worship lesser things. So tonight, I want to take a moment and I want you to think about the lesser things. The idols in your life, the other than God, the things that might take God's attention, that might take God's affection, that might take God's worship away from you. Think about those idols. What do you worship other than God? And so I think we have a list of examples I want to put on the screen because I want you to be thinking about this. So let's go ahead and put that list up. And this is actually a list we got from some of you. I think they, they texted, uh, did a text. So good grades. Social media, relationships, money, appearances, popularity, pride. And, and maybe something that takes God's attention away for you personally is not on this list. Maybe, maybe it is. But I want you to think about that, okay? 
Get that in your head. What, what is that lesser thing? What is that potential idol in your life? All right? Hopefully you're picturing that. Hopefully you're thinking about it. Maybe it's clear. Maybe it's not. But consider that. All right? And what I want to do is I want to do an exercise with Play-Doh tonight. You guys got the Play-Doh tub? So we can go ahead and grab a tub of Play-Doh, maybe your favorite color. And what I want to have you do, if you haven't guessed it, is I want you to open that up and I want you to sculpt or form an idol tonight. Something, I want you to sculpt something that would represent that lesser thing in your life. So I'm going to just give you some time to do that. Be creative. Let's do this. We got, we're at tables tonight. I like this idea. Let's, let's do this. I want to give you actually a few more minutes because I think this would be good uh, before we move on. I want you at your tables just to take a few minutes and I want you to make it real short and sweet. Go around the table. I want you to tell each other what your idol represents. All right? Go for it. All right, I think we're good. Thank you, guys. Thanks for taking that moment. Thanks for sharing. I uh, hope that was helpful. And even, a, you know, I was kind of just sitting there thinking that that would be good to just kind of call it out, too. And we'll, you'll see what I'm talking about here in a second. So here's a place. So put your eyes, idols down for a second. Get, you know, just pay attention to me for just a few more minutes. I want to share some scripture with you and talk about this idea of idols. So what we're going to do is go to um, 1 Samuel. I want to tell you this story about an idol here in the Old Testament. 1 Samuel chapter 5. And basically the short context of this is that the Philistines have actually stolen the Ark of God. So the, and the Ark of God represents the presence of God. And so they're bringing it back to camp and they're going to put it next to their God who is called Dagon. So we'll see how this story goes. Verse 1. Chapter 5. It says, When the Philistines captured the Ark of God, they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Then the Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it into the house of Dagon and set it up beside Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, behold, Dagon had fallen face downward on the ground before the Ark of the Lord. All right? So they bring the Ark of God, the presence of Almighty God, next to their God, who is Dagon. And what happens? Their God, their idol, falls face down in the presence of God. So what do they do? What would you do? Well, here's what they did. So they took Dagon and put him back up in his place. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, it's still our God. We're going to still worship Dagon. So they put, all right. So that's what they do. So verse 4. But when they arose early in the next morning, behold, Dagon had fallen again, face down on the ground before the ark of the Lord. And this time, the head of Dagon and both his hands were lying cut off on the threshold. Only the trunk of Dagon was left to him. So what we see here is a story of the presence of God coming next to an idol. The Philistines' idol, who is Dagon. And what we see here is that there's just no match. There's no comparison. Their idol, that God that they worshipped and they loved, Dagon, fell face down, fell apart, couldn't stand in the presence of Almighty God. 
That's powerful. This is a quote from Matt Redman about this actual scripture. He said, No power, no power, no power set against our almighty God can stand in his presence. And those who dare to set themselves up against him are setting themselves up for a fall. So as we think about our idols tonight, as we think about the lesser things, the things that really uh, combat our attention and our affection towards God, who is really the only one worthy of our worship. As we think about those lesser things, those idols, um, we have to remember that they can't stand in God's presence. There is no match for them. So when you look at, look at your idol again, this is this beautiful thing that you formed, this Play-Doh thing. Okay, hopefully what this, this is for you tonight is it represents legitimately something in your life that is stealing your affection away from God. Something that is stealing your worship away from God, all right? Just look at that idol for a second. This, and, you might, and you might have took some time and formed it tonight. It's maybe real pretty, and it's like, man, I did a good job on this. You know, this is a nice idol. Or it's something that you're actually passionate about. You know, it represents something that, that you actually do love. What if I told you all... To right now, to start singing to it. What if I told you to bow down before your Plato idol tonight? What if I told you to lift your hands to it? What if I told you to give it money? I would imagine no one would do what I told you to do tonight. I would imagine you'd be like, "That's stupid." <laughs> And you're right. It's stupid. But the truth is, we, and I include myself, we all do it. Whether we're physically doing it or not. When we, when we put something before God, we give this person or thing our affection, our attention, our adoration, instead of God, we're basically doing all those kind of things in our heart. It's stealing God's worship. And we take this lesser thing that is honestly useless and powerless and can't stand in the presence of God, and we give it power. That's what happens in our lives. We give it power to steal attention. We give it power to steal affection. And we give it power to steal adoration. And I say we because I'm talking about myself too. So I want to challenge all of us to become idol killers this week. Think about that. We're not going to allow this to take our affection. We're not going to allow this to take our attention away from God. We're not going to allow it to steal the worship that we have for the only worthy God away. We're going to become idol killers. And if, here's the thing. If we don't do that, God might do it for us. I've had, a, I've had a year of, I've experienced some of that, where I've had some, an idol taken out of my life. It's hard. 
it's ugly, it's painful, but the end result is, especially when I, I allow God to be that, that sort, that, that uh, the one that gets that affection, the one that gets that worship, <clears throat> it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful ending. So I really hope that you get that tonight, that these idols, they're not, they're powerless, they're useless, they're not worthy of your worship, they're not worthy of your affection, and they're going to fall eventually. They're going to fall, all right? Uh, let me invite the band back up, because I think it would be good to kind of respond at this moment. So I want us to just stand together, and I think, I guess, gather up here, right? We're going to worship together. And uh, yeah, I just want to end off this night by saying and proclaiming and inviting you all to proclaim with me that God is the only one worthy of our worship. God is only the only one worthy of our adoration, our affection. And we, remember that choice. We're going to worship God or lesser things. Those lesser things are going to fall in the presence of God. They can't even stand there. So let me pray for us. As uh, the band's going to start to play, we're going we're gonna to sing to the Lord, and we're going to proclaim our worship to Him alone. All right? Let me pray. Lord, we proclaim tonight that you are the only one that's worthy of our worship. God, is, as we think about the idols that we've informed with this goofy little exercise with Plato, Lord. I pray that that'll be a profound thing in our hearts, that we'll remember that. I pray as we leave this place, we'll take that and we'll, we'll literally throw that in the garbage tonight. That piece of Plato, that idol. But we also pray, Lord, if there's something you need to take away from us, go ahead and do it. I pray for uh, everyone that's standing in front of me right now. I pray that this will be a time where they look to you as we've recognized idols. May we recognize you and may we praise you for who you are and who you are is the only worthy God of our worship. It's in your name we pray. Amen.